Hey there, I'm Josh. And I'm Jade. And on this episode of Our Taste is Trash, we review the Amazon Prime original, My Best Friend's Exorcism, discuss our top five favorite horror comedies, and talk Jade's spooky psychic reading. So remember to rate, review, and follow wherever you listen. Stick around. Let's all go to the lobby. Let's all go to the lobby. Let's all go to the lobby to get ourselves a treat. Welcome to this spooky, spooky edition yeah. of Our Taste is Trash. I'm Josh. And I'm Jade. And I feel like it wasn't spooky enough. Like I, I feel, I'm Jade! I, <laughs> I was like, maybe I should have done a voice. Uh, Jade, are you going to dress as anything for Halloween, which is today? Well, as people are listening to it, yes. It is. Um, so I think for as we're recording, it's gonna it's Halloween weekend. So I'm just kind of doing kind of a witchy vibe thing since oh, me nice. and your wife just went to a coven party. So just kind of kind of recycle the same costume. And oh, then, oh wait, can we talk about that real quick before oh we go into your costume? Because yeah. I it just made me think of something. <laughs> so you went to this coven party with my wife, and yeah. you guys had your fortunes read. What? Can you tell us, reveal? Yeah, so it was a psychic reading, and basically our psychic, she, it was crazy accurate. Like, she knew everything about us, like, detailed. There's, like, it wasn't, like, the generic thing of, like, you have a strange relationship with someone or, you know, like. <laughs> Do it, you have conflict with your parents? <laughs> yes, right, yeah. You know, like, it was just, like, it was very, very specific. And so she was saying a lot of things about me that I was, like, oh, my God, this is, like, she's everything's spot on, spot on, spot on. And then when it got to, like, something that she saw in my future, I was, like, Maybe she's a hack. I don't know. <laughs> you lost me. You lost, <laughs> you lost me. You had, she had me. me. And then she lost me because she literally said to me, she was like, I see three and three. And I was like, what? And she's like, I Ooh, see like three, three children. Men. Oh. And then what? she says, I see a relationship in three years. Oh. So I was like, and then I asked her and I was like, what do you mean? Like, am I dating someone for three years? Or like, do I meet someone in three years? And I'm like, and what do you mean three children? Because for me, I don't. I don't want children. I've always expressed that my entire life. I've never changed my mind. I've never been on the verge of changing my mind. I'm very adamant when people so rudely say, well, when you meet the right person, maybe you'll change your mind. That's just boomers talking. It's disgusting. And I hate it. And it's very anti-feminist. And it's just ignorant. So like... When she said that, and she was like, oh, I see three, like, bouncing babies. So at first, your wife was like, well, are you sure they're not, like, fur babies? Like, they're maybe, like, three cats? And she's like, no, I'm seeing, like, human children. And I was like, and then even Danny was even like, well, maybe, do you see, like, is it, like, her, like, niece and nephew? And, like, maybe there's, like, someone else in our family has a kid soon? And she's like, no, they're her kids. And I was like, I... <laughs> I love how the lady just stuck she, to her guns. She did not she deviate. Like, no. She was giving so many outs. Yes, she was like, we were no. giving her all these yeah. things of, like, are you sure? Are you sure? And I was like, and then I even said, I was like, I don't even know if I can have kids because, like, my sister had a bunch of issues recently with in that area. And I was like, I'm, I'm pretty sure I'm, I might be, you know, I might have my uterus removed and i was like so i don't know if that's like even a possibility she's like no, i'm not saying that for you <laughs> i was like um and now i'm scared now i say now i say like nightmares right now, for it's nightmare time come. for me yeah. i'm like i don't i don't that she was like she's like you're she's like, you're gonna love it you're very nurturing and i was like <laughs> i won't even have a pet i won't even have a pet because i don't want to take care of it i can't even keep a plant alive jade what if it what if it's you meet a guy in three years and he has three kids already. So I thought about that too. I was like, maybe it's like stepchildren. But Ooh. she's, I, I don't know. It's like weird. But she said that like they're my kids. Like I give birth. So then at one point she did say that Danny and I are sister wives. 
hilarious. <laughs> Accu- accurate. accurate. I can see why you guys got sucked in with that. Yeah. Yeah. Like, she, yeah. And she's like, I'm seeing sister wise. And I was like, yeah, you're not wrong. <laughs> so then I was like, I was like, maybe she's seeing, like, I was like, maybe, I'm like trying to justify and I'm like, maybe it's like, you and Danny, like, Danny can't have kids, so then I'm the surrogate, and I have three children for you, and that's why we're sister wives. I love how, like, <laughs> even when you're, like, I'm out, you're, like, still, like, I, this might work. We can, we can figure this out. Like, this this woman. I, I have to figure out, I guess I'm, like, everything else she's been right about, so I'm, like, I, I had to figure out how this is going to be. I, oh I should obey this woman, because literally, uh, Danielle came home, and she was, like, uh... We need to communicate more, yeah, and better. And I was like, yeah, oh, oh, okay, yeah. like sure, that sounds like great. And she's said. like, you love me, like, and I was like, oh, yeah, like I'm married. Like, what are we talking about here? And she's like, the psychic said that I need to be nicer to you. And I was like, this is fantastic. Go on, like, please go on. Yeah, she please literally said to her, she was like, it's not, it's not what you say, it's how you say it. And I was like, oh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I heard that before. Hundred percent right. Yeah. <laughs> But no, it was it was just so funny, and I was like, "Oh my god!" Like, I don't now. I'm scared. Now I'm just scared. Oh man, what what a thing! What a thing to I'm happen gonna... on. So no, no movie that we talk about can terrify you more than that. Uh, <laughs> there is not. That was the that was the Halloween scare I got. Okay, <laughs> that was literally like I'm spooked. I am double double wrapping, triple quadruple. Oh. Actually, actually, Jane, du- uh, coming from a man, this is where I think a man can have some expertise. Two condoms actually provides less protection. No, I know. See, yeah, I, yeah, I, I, yeah. I do actually. What you need to do is just it, slather Nonoxyl 9 all over that thing. Yes. You just need to just <laughs> lube that thing up. Yeah. Like, <laughs> just put it in a diaphragm. <laughs> have you ever seen feminine condoms? Oh, we're, we're off the rails here. Like, yeah, have, you, yeah. have, you, have you seen those things? It's literally yeah. just a piece of plastic. It's just, it's, it's a literal piece of plastic. Yeah. It's just, I know. It's just like getting a Ziploc bag and just being like, you're it in the- or Saran wrap. It's uh, it, welcome the weirdest to thing. being a woman. It's that's yeah. that's that's terrifying enough. <laughs> 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 I was like, I'm gonna take a vow of celibacy. Thank you. <laughs> anyway, so you were, I assume, are you going dialing up the witch costume then for Halloween weekend? For sure, I think. Oh, my my shirt from China finally arrived. Oh, so, nice. Yeah, came mm-hmm. over in a boat or something. I don't know. That sounds racist. I should. No, but I, I mean, it did. It got shipped from China <laughs> to like California from a boat and okay. then flown. To... And, what, and, and what was it? What was the costume? It's just like a little like black velvet top with long bell sleeves and like little gold star things oh, nice. on them. It's like witchy, you like kind of modern-ish witch. Yeah, like yeah. not like cauldron witch, but you know, yeah, not a little like... more updated. <laughs> Like charm, like charm witch, witch kind of thing. Yeah, like hot witch. Nice. I, you know what I did? I just randomly because we got invited to a couple Halloween parties. I went on. I want to do something different. I've usually just dialed up a pirate costume because we Ugh. live in Tampa and like your Gasparilla, you Gasparilla costume, Halloween yeah. costume, same thing. Like every single year, <laughs> doesn't double fail. duty. Uh, but I went ahead and uh, I got one of these cool like light up masks that from Perch. Oh, so I got Perch that mask. with some uh, like skeleton gloves that light up, and I just bought a new like black hoodie, and I was like, that's. That's what I'm gonna do. Got to be a man. Yeah, it's great. Yeah, anything. yeah. We don't have. You know what? Men, the, men have lower expectations for literally every holiday. Like almost every holiday, there's yeah low expectations. I know it's stupid. Yeah. Well, you know what though? But when a man does make an effort, I'm like, oh, oh, this is great. When a man makes a minimal effort, yeah, it is 
sad. S- superior to anything. I think yeah. next year I'm just going to buy um, a Meeseeks onesie and just wear that. I'm like, oh. I'm a Meeseeks. Oh, that would be hilarious. Existence is pain. I wanted, oh, no. I'm dropping my mic. I wanted to do a <laughs> uh, a onesie like Halloween at some yeah. point. Like, no. it, it just seems... It seems awesome. It's inevitable. Yeah. And comfortable. Yeah. And I don't really do anything for Halloween anymore anyway, so... And I think if I do end up having kids one day, like, definitely the onesie Halloween thing will be the way to go. Because then if... Any, you yeah. know what? My niece and nephew do that because they live in a snowy state, so sometimes it snows on Halloween. Oh, and the so worst. they wear, like, little onesie costumes, and it's the cutest thing of my entire life. Yeah. I I used to also live in a, in a colder part of the country yeah. and trick-or-treating as a kid in colder climates is worse because um, you sometimes have to wear a coat on top of Josh, your freaking Halloween I'm costume. I'm sorry. I don't want to fucking hear it because as a Floridian and it's October and you're sweating your balls Ugh. off in your itchy layered fucking costume while trick-or-treating and then the humidity just drenches you in sweat. Yeah. So I used to take off all my costumes by the end of the night. <laughs> I'd be like stripping off pieces of it and then people at the door are like, who are you supposed to be? And I was like, I just give me some I, fucking candy. I just, just give, candy. Just, just give me I candy. can't do this right now. I, I remember one time actually your candy like fucking melting. We were we were tri- <laughs> oh that's the word. I never thought about that. Yeah, Josh. We were we were trick or treating in the like I'm talking. It was a blizzard. Like we only got to our immediate <laughs> houses around us. People. It was the best though because like the. 10 houses my parents because we begged we were like we, we it's Halloween we don't give yeah. a shit that it's snowing yeah. and these people were literally taking their bowls of candy and just being like dumping them all dumping them just being yeah. like take absolutely. no one else is fucking coming like just take all this candy that I have and I'm like absolutely like yeah, for it was sure. the best yeah, yeah anyway time. Uh, let's uh, yeah let's transition to something our podcast is about which we thought <laughs> we want to go a little off the radar here like I, not off the radar doesn't make sense but you know off the track of Halloween movies because mm. we could sit here and dial up, you know, horror movie classics or regular Halloween movies. But since our movie this week is kind of a comedy, which is, you know, my best friend's it is. exorcism. It's a horror comedy. Horror comedy. Yeah. We thought we'd talk about some horror comedy movies, what some of our favorites are, and try to stray away from some of the really popular ones, I feel like. That so, everyone knows. Yeah, yeah, like Shaun of the Dead or... Like Zombieland. Scream. Scream, yeah. So we'll not do that, but Jade, let's uh, talk about a couple of our favorites. What's uh, first on your list? So first on my list is Ready or Not. Um, Love it. Yes, this is a kind of a recent movie starring Samara Weaving, um, and it's like Adam Brody, where basically she marries into this wealthy family who owns this like gaming company and they have this tradition that on the wedding night, the bride gets to pick a game, and it's one of their games from like out of a hat. Um and she ends up picking the game of tag. But for them, the game of tag is not just any old game of tag. They actually truly hunt down the person who's supposed to be hiding, the hider. It's insane. Yeah. And it involves, like, basically doing a deal with the devil and this, like, contract. And it sounds scary, but it's actually really fucking funny. The cast of characters are hilarious because, you know, they're all just basically, like, annoyed that they even have to do this. And, like, some of the characters are like, should we actually be hunting and killing this person? Other people <laughs> are like, fuck it. Let's just get this over with. Yeah. Like, <laughs> that, Those are my favorite. When they're like, I, I don't even, like, let's just, why are we complaining? Just get it done. Like, yeah. let's, like, just, so we, we can we get, get on get with the night. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, well, you know what, Jade? I'm going to actually select a movie. My first movie is going to be from one that we've reviewed already. Quite, mm. I think quite a few episodes back. Uh, I can't remember which number. I probably should have written that down. But <laughs> is it Nick Cage classic <gasps> Willie's uh, Wonderland? Yes. This is something you should... If you like something that's a little bit creepy, a little bit gory, and just kind of ridiculous and funny, 
100% this should be your movie. It's a tight 90, first of oh, all. Oh, yeah. Right there. Beautiful. Nick Cage also has zero lines, <laughs> spoiler, in this movie. So much eyebrow He acting. is in at least 60% of the scenes of this movie <laughs> and speaks Nothing. zero times. It is hilarious. Basically, it's based loosely based on a video game where these animatronics in this fucked up Chuck E. Cheese type of a place mm-hmm. come to life and murder people. Yes. It's amazing. <laughs> it's so good. Essentially, Nick Cage plays a janitor who gets hired to clean up this place and spends a night and has to fight these fucking things. And it's... It, <laughs> Meanwhile, it, drinking some soda drink that's never explained why he needs to drink it. It's so good. And also, he takes random breaks to go play pinball. <laughs> it just, like, after he gets done ripping these things' heads off, he's like, oh, there's probably, like, seven of them left, but I'm going to go play pound pin- a power drink, and you know, energy drink, yeah. and play some pinball. It's like, so- there's nothing happening. And it, it's so... It's so good. I don't know how to explain. It's chaotic. Guys, watch it, and it's then amazing. go listen to that episode, because yeah. incredible. Incredible. One of Nick's, Nick Cage's best movies. One of his best movies. Easy. For easy. sure. What's next on your list? Uh, so, next for me is probably one of my, actually, all-time favorite horror comedies is Happy Death Day. Oh! Yes. <laughs> this one got me. Like, I was... Not expecting this movie to be as good as it is. For those who don't know, it's about a young woman in college who wakes up on her birthday only to be murdered by someone wearing the mascot uh, baby costume of her university. But when she dies, she ends up waking back up again on the same day and reliving, reliving it over and over again. And every time she gets killed, so she has to spend that time figuring out who killed her but it's so funny because the whole time she's just basically like pissed that she keeps dying like at this point she's just like oh my god like what the fuck like i can't get through like one day like she's like meanwhile she's also trying to deal with like her social drama and like all this other bullshit while also trying to figure out who's trying to kill her um it's really good i highly recommend can i just do uh, i'm gonna add to my list because Mm -hmm. This is one of the few movies where the sequel is as good, if not better. <gasps> yes. Happy Death Day to you. A- absolutely. It, it, it just continues on. Like, yeah. these could almost be, I would sit down and watch these back to back. That's how good they are. Oh, for sure. Like, the writing stays equally as good. The story doesn't really suffer. Yeah. I mean, I would compare these, honestly. If you're a person that likes, like, it's a better John Wick. Like, it, it, like John Wick with yeah. action is what... <laughs> This series is to yes. hum- comedy horror. Like, yeah. I-, I want there to be like 17 of these movies. No, and I love it because it's actually smart. Like, the way they went about explaining how she's in a time loop again, genius. Because yeah. I-, I literally thought that when they came out with the sequels, like, how do you... They solved the how time loop. how they do this? And then they were like, no, this is... This yeah, is actually... We won't give it away, happened. I guess, right? No, like, no, no. people watch this? Yeah. Watch them both. Like, honestly. Yeah, watch them I- back to back. It's worth it. Because most of the time when you... I mean, we we all expect it, right? Like, yeah. I went into Happy Death Day 2. Same. Or to you. I should, to you. Sorry, not to yeah. you. Expecting terrible. Like, yeah. I was like, this, was like, there's this no way. Subpar. Yeah, they, they made this just as a money grab. Yep. I know that's what it is, but I'm going to watch it anyway. And yep. I was like, oh, my God. Where's Plus where's the surprised. third one? Yes. Where's- I'm waiting for the third one. Yeah. They better make it. Yeah. All right. What else is on your list? Um, so... Next up is Werewolves Within. So this one actually just came out last year, and it's kind of loosely based off the game, like, uh, Werewolves at Night. Um, and, and it's this man who basically he gets a job as the sheriff of this teeny, 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 tiny, small town that gets snowed in. And they find out that one of the members of their town has been murdered by what they think is an animal, but some speculate is a werewolf. So they all stay in this inn, and they – 
hunker down essentially to protect themselves and they start to figure out which one of them is actually the werewolf and it's oh my god it's such an incredible comedy it stars um sam richardson milana vaintrab uh it's got some other comedians like sarah burns michael chernis katherine curtin um harvey guillen from what we do in the shadows so it's got a really good cast and it's just one of those like it's almost like a whodunit but with werewolves Nice. Yeah. That sounds fun. I don't think I watched that one yet, so I might have to add that to my list. Oh, it's such a fun, easy watch. Like, And then I think what's the runtime on this? Oh, yep. Tight 90. <laughs> that's, a, that's also the beauty of these. You know, I, yeah. I, I know we talk about that a lot. We should probably do another episode on, you know, length of movies and why it's important and yes. when something deserves to have more than 90 and when it doesn't. Because for sure, it uh, there's something to be said about just telling a good story and being like, that's enough. That's enough. Yeah. We don't need to add anything else. Yeah, you just you hit the points you need to hit. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, I'm going to take us back in time here, and this this okay. is maybe on the on the cusp of people knowing it or not. May have been one of those movies you kind of saw but never really watched. As for the casual film, not not us, but like you know, <laughs> casual film people, Cabin in the Woods, <gasps> 2011. Oh my god, I love Cabin in the Woods. Kristen Conley, early days, Chris Hemsworth. Yeah, in this, this is uh, like before people knew who he was. Yeah, Anna Hutchinson. I mean, Jesse Williams also in this yes. film as well. I mean, great, and of course Richard Jenkins. I love him in this freaking movie. <laughs> He's amazing, and and Bradley Whitford as well plays yes. his counterpart in this. I mean, it's it's just such a clever movie, mm-hmm. and I feel like especially when you watch it for the first time, I never quite expected what was happening like no. when it they just the layers of this movie that kept going and you're like oh my god especially if you are a fan of like the slasher horror genre yes. and like you've seen enough films to understand what they're referencing oh this, my god and this the, unlike scream where that literally spells everything out mm-hmm. when they make fun of the genre yeah this is a little more subtle although you can really get it i mean it, it can stand alone on its own but yeah. if you are someone who loves horror especially classic horror films mm-hmm. this again like you said pokes fun at so many different things as you're watching it it's like it becomes so meta and you're like this yes. is hilarious and you're laughing at some of the most mundane parts of this movie and oh my just God. it's great like yeah essentially for those who don't know these five people go to a cabin in the woods <laughs> and end up essentially getting trapped there with these supernatural monsters mm-hmm. of their choosing unbeknownst to them yes but they end up choosing these monsters that then have to kill them because there's a greater reason for it that you find out because there's this whole corporation behind it. It's insane. It's, it's yeah. fucking insane. Like, love that movie. I watched it again just recently last year, and I think I it's even better it. than I, I, I remember. I watch it almost every year, to be yeah, honest. I love yeah. that movie so much. That's a classic. It'll be well, time for a couple more. So yeah. Yeah. Um, speaking of 2011 movies, so my <sighs> next one is a 2011. It's a Detention. This is a lesser-known film. It was... I might not even know this film. Yeah, it premiered at South by Southwest, um, and I weirdly have this on DVD. I don't know why. But it stars uh, early day, like, Josh Hutcherson, who was, like, PETA in um, Hunger Games. Okay. It's got Dane Cook. Oh, Um, God. Yeah. It really is early 2000s. (laughs) Yeah, and then some other kind of relatively unknown actors, but... Basically, it kind of, again, it's like a play on, like, the horror genre and especially the teen horror genre. Um, 
And it's about a copycat killer who's named after a movie villain, Cinderella, starts killing people at Grizzly Lake High School. And so a bunch of kids who end up in detention start banding together to survive. But uh, it kind of goes a little bit beyond just the serial killer. There's some other horror genres at play here. There's also a much bigger conspiracy happening as well. And it kind of goes completely off the rails which is why i love it because you're like what the fuck even is this it's insane to me that's like what good horror comedy is about is because yeah i feel like i think that's what makes horror comedy so funny is because you always have an expectation in a horror movie and when it's funny it's already a little unexpected and then Mm -hmm. when they just fucking left turn on you you go what What? is actually happening like it's so (laughs) unexpected one of the movies again i'm gonna go back to movies that we've reviewed again Mm -hmm. one movie that i could not believe that i overlooked in 2019 and that more people aren't talking about is little monsters oh yes it is if you like zombie movies this is right up your alley. It is. It stars. First of all, it has an amazing cast. Mm-hmm. You have Lupita Nyong'o, right? Mm-hmm. At Josh Gad. Uh, also, uh, I think Alexander England has been in some things as well. Yeah. I'm trying to think of what what he's been in, but the cast is freaking awesome, and it's just a funny movie yeah. about a essentially a music teacher who takes her kids <laughs> on a field trip. That happens to be next to a military base that releases a horde of zombies and she has to protect the kids. And it's (laughs) Josh Gad plays this ridiculous hired clown that is. And he even giggles or whatever. (laughs) And he's pervy and like disgusting. And like, it's amazing. It's so so funny. Kind of gory. I mean, just outrageous storyline. And it's a fun, again, 90 minutes. Like, it's so. Oh, yeah. It's like a little adventure, honestly. And it's, yeah, the comedy in it is amazing. When you first watch it, you're going, this is going to be stupid. Like, I remember I was like, this is really going to be stupid. And I mean, I'm trying to recall some of the lines and quotes, but I just remember laughing literally through almost the entire movie. Oh, my God. And just going, what the fuck? Because it's like she's trying to, like, make the kids not scared. So they don't, the kids don't even know what's going on. They're like like, singing songs. They're (laughs) singing songs. And then, like, she's like, this isn't blood, it's jam. Like, Jesus we're Christ. having fun don't be scared, scared. <laughs> how many times did, oh and then that that one kid i wanted to die the whole time that was being a he dick he was so annoying <gasps> yeah i wanted that kid to be <laughs> so bad so bad. uh i don't even know how many we're at now i think we've done four yeah so okay, i have my let's last do, let's one. do one more okay. okay um so this one is also a little bit older it's 2014 it's called the voices and this stars Ooh. ryan reynolds jimma arterton anna kendrick and jackie weaver so this is, I think, a le- bit lesser known Ryan Reynolds film where he plays basically um, a serial killer who hears voices basically coming from his dog and his cat and his cat, Mr. Whiskers, tells him to kill people. And he falls in love with a woman at work, played by Anna Kendrick, um, but he ends up accidentally killing another woman from work, played by Jim Arderton, and then he keeps her dis incorporated head in his fridge and she also talks to him is is this like waiting days uh ryan reynolds like from that era i think kind of around then yeah so i mean this is not i don't think like his obviously this is not his usual genre but it's it's ryan reynolds you know being himself 
but a serial killer. I'm going to add that to my list, too, because early early days, Ryan Reynolds is either kind of like diamond in the rough or it's like cringeworthy. Oh, yeah. Like, well, and the best thing is, is he actually does all the voices. He does the voice of his cat, Mr. Whiskers, his amazing. dog, Bosco, uh, some deer in the woods, and Bunny Monkey. So Yeah, I'm, for my last one, I'm going to go in a different direction. Like, honestly, I was going to bring up Jennifer's body, mm-hmm. but we did review yeah. it. It's amazing. Amazing. So I'm not going to take anything away from it, but I'm going to bring up another movie that is a little off the horror comedy track, I feel like. Okay. It was really popular, and I feel like it's one that people said they watched maybe like a few years ago when it won all sorts of awards, (laughs) including an Oscar, and that's Parasite. Oh. And I, again, I think there's a lot of people that have a hard time watching what they feel is art house, like Oscar winning stuff. And I'm I'm a film guy. Yeah. And I myself have a hard time like i still haven't watched drive my car which is three hours long like i but that's yeah it's a lot but this movie is good like i would watch parasite again right now it is equal parts a social commentary yes a comedy and kind of like a thriller a a weird thriller like there's some horrific stuff in that movie that you're just like holy fuck i'm terrible it's more like suspense too like there's a lot of suspense in the movie Okay, so Parasite, I went into it because I it was so huge at the time. So I was like, I don't want anyone to tell me what this is about. 100%. So I went into it not really knowing anything about it. And I just remember like the whole time I'm like, there's, I'm like, like laughing. I'm like, there's some kind of tense moments, but it's more like socially tense yes. drama. And then out of nowhere, there's that one scene with the stairs. I won't say more than that. But like, I, <laughs> I fucking screamed. And this, I saw some theaters. And I was like, that. This is not, I did not expect this from this movie. I didn't know what, what was going on, what to expect, but like. This movie, I think, literally changes genre like three times in the movie. Like you're yes. watching it and you're going, I, every time, this is one of the very few movies. I, I feel like every movie, there's so many movies that market itself as like, you won't know what's coming next and you you always know what's coming next. Of course, yeah. This is one of the few movies where I watched it truly not knowing what was going to happen next. And every time yeah. I got to a point where I was like, oh, I get what this movie is. It, it changed. It just was like, nope, that's not what we're doing. And you're like, yep. what is literally happening? Yeah. Like, what is <laughs> happening right now? It's definitely something. If you missed out on this a couple of years ago when it was really hot, go back and watch it. Yeah. You're, and you can impress all your friends with your knowledge of award-winning Oscar movies. Yes, but I, I've seen Parasite. Seen Parasite, uh, yeah. The, the Oscar-winning uh, And film? then you could just say something like, uh, do you not believe you in social culture? hierarchy yeah. of <laughs> society and breaking down barriers? Yeah, like... Well, Jade, with that, we should probably take a first look at our movie this week, which is my best, no, yes, my best friend's exorcism. Exorcism. There we go. I almost said my ex-friend's exorcism. (laughs) What are your your initial thoughts on this? So this was kind of, this is exactly what I expected it to be. You know, I knew this was going to be a little cheesy, low budget, but also kind of like stupid funny where there's just moments that. There, it's an easy laugh, you know, like, and it's it's 80s, so I kind of expected some of those typical 80s tropes to be in there, and, and that always gets me. I'm, I'm kind of a sucker for it, so. Yeah, there were a lot of, like, there were a lot of tropes in this, especially as it relates to demon panic and yeah, well, parenting panic in the 80s. Was happening satanic during panic, the 80s. Yeah, yeah, not demon panic, satanic panic yeah. is how they call it. Uh, it made me angry in this movie, like, really... <laughs> I was viscerally angry at some parts, especially with the parents. Uh, but 
I will say where they get it right in this, it, they got it right in the soundtrack. Everything oh, about the soundtrack yeah. of this movie so was good. so good. The song selection, even the synth that they used for certain dramatic moments synth. was great. Yeah. But synth can be poorly used when it's done these days, I feel like. Because like in the 80s, we all expected terrible synth. But like... <laughs> I feel like you have to really know what you're doing. These and this was perfect. It was perfect That's the true. way they incorporated it into this movie, and it yeah, was great. absolutely. Yeah. Um, I will give away one scene because I really loved this scene. Okay. So, so Jade, I'm, I, I was homeschooled. So, one of the things I never understood growing up was that kids had to ask to go to the bathroom. <laughs> I didn't. I Katie didn't. Katie Heron. I didn't understand. Like, like they'd be like, Hello. and that's even like trickles into like adulthood now. Like, I see adults in actual meetings where they're like raising their hands to go to the bathroom in like corporate meetings, and I'm like, just go to the bathroom. Walk up like, and go pee. Walk up and go pee. People don't do that though. That always amazed me. The power move in this fucking movie, where <laughs> she literally gets up in front of the class and pisses in the trash, the trash can. can. <laughs> I was like, power move, I, power move. Actually, like, yeah, no. I would have stood up as a student and just fucking clapped and been like, you get Same. it. Yeah. I, when I saw that scene, I was like, absolutely. absolutely. That's, that's exactly yeah. how you should have done it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> what was the quote? Uh, you. This is Jesus's time. You should have peed at home. Yes. And I was like, excuse me, bitch. <laughs> like, like, my time dude, I would have. I thought she was going to piss her pants. I, I was like, I would have stood up right there and just been like, just pee, like all the- pee all over the floor. Like, dang. Sorry, she wouldn't let me go. So good, yeah. Uh, There's a lot of. I will say, I wrote down a lot of quotes for this movie, so we're gonna get more into that. So let's take a quick break, and we'll come back and we'll review our movie. It's my best friend's exorcism. It's streaming now on Amazon Prime. presentation it's over there this weird little building where that girl was sacrificed in a satanic ritual let's go in come on abs one more adventure Our movie this week is My Best Friend's Exorcism. It is streaming now on Amazon Prime. And Jade, you know, I guess before we go into this, we'll go with the explanation. That probably makes the most sense. I was going to ask some nonsensical question, but it doesn't really matter. So let's start off with what this movie is even about. So it's teen best friends, Abby and Gretchen, grapple with an otherworldly demon that takes up residence in Gretchen's body. Yeah. Yeah. That's pretty much it. Pretty simple. Yeah. I don't know. You know, not to shit on this movie too much in the beginning before we really dive into it but like (laughs) i feel like i was either expecting one of two things i was expecting it to be scarier than it was or funnier than it was and it was somewhere it felt like it was really somewhere just in the middle yeah i didn't expect it to be like super scary or anything but i did expect the comedy i think i got the comedy because like looking back at all the quotes and things that i had and like there were just a lot of really good moments that i laughed at and i don't know i just i enjoyed i liked kind of this farcical element and it, it, to me it almost seemed like an allegory for both 
I think maybe sexual assault. Oh, hundred percent. Yeah, oh, we'll get into that. Also, just kind of this idea of like what it means to be like a teenage girl and like friendships and kind of navigating like relationships with boys, but also maintaining your relationships with your female friends. Like, I don't know. We'll get more into this, but one of the things I want to call out that was hilarious. One of the scenes is it is very eighties, and I think they do hit the nail right on the head with the nostalgia, the time period, the things mm-hmm. they're talking about. The nun in the private school talking about alcohol while naming off all the brand names. Yeah. Like, this is, <laughs> you know, Raztastic Raspberry. And it also yes. comes in, like, you know, it's Gobstopper Grape. Yeah. yeah. And, like, she's naming off all these fantastic names. I'm like, this is why the D.A.R.E. program failed. Like, yes. none of us knew about this stuff, the drugs, what it could do to you. But it was always, like, it was always presented in a way where it was like, hey, kids, don't do acid. It makes you feel like you can fly and like you're a superhero. You're like, and you're like, yeah. wait, what? How is this bad? And you're like, it's bad. You'll get addicted. Yes. But also it makes you feel like you have the strength of a thousand men. Like, and you're see, like, like, yeah, like coming to I, school and being like, don't drink Four loco. It's a sweet fruit, like fruity it's energy sweet, drink. Fruity tastes like snozberries. And, and you're yeah, like, Jolly Ranchers. And you're like, that sounds, that sounds kind actually amazing. Good. Like, yeah. yeah. And they're like, don't do it. It's terrible. Yeah. It tastes amazing. Yeah. <laughs> but don't do it. And you're like, what the fuck? Oh, and then what she called it, what she called it? Rape juice? Yes. And I was like, juice. oh my God. What the fuck? I think that is for Loco. <laughs> oh my God. It was just, that That just took me out for a minute. I was like, this is this is why the D.A.R.E. program failed. Like, this is yeah. a horrible way to educate kids on anything. Like, no. Completely horrible. <laughs> well, dude, let's start off with the bad. What, what was trash? for you about this movie for me i felt like i just don't think they went far enough in certain scenes and kind of certain aspects like i felt like they could have taken it even further like um for example the the lemon brother that they get to kind of help do this exorcism he kind of pieces out really quickly and i just kind of wish there was more play on that like i could have seen this as almost like religious trauma like the way that um like religion can be harmful or like persecutory or whatever, like almost like use because it feels like the rest of the film is framing itself. Like the the demonic possession is almost like an allegory or it's like, you know, a framework for basically something else. Yeah. And I was like, and I feel like they could have done something more with that, with like the 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 exorcism and cause you know, he's like throwing salt at her face, which if you're not even a demon, salt in the face. Hurts. In your eyes. Yeah. I don't see anything. When she's like screaming, I'm like, God, that would hurt. Like, you know. <laughs> you know what salt I mean? my face. I'm like, you have to be a demon for that to like <laughs> fucking suck. And that's the problem is we've seen exorcisms happen where people have died from it. And if you're not religious like I am, to me, it's a result of the exorcism. Like you yeah. went too far. Absolutely. And you killed someone because you believe they were possessed by something that doesn't exist. And I mean, that's my belief. But, you know, like. I thought that's where they could have gone with it, but then they just kind of dipped out too early. And, and this kind of to my comment before, I feel like that's, again, the scary or tense moments for me weren't scary enough. Like, yes. I actually hate the fact that they showed the demon in the end. <gasps> oh, that was I my other point. I didn't like that at all. Yeah. Because it wasn't, I wasn't scared at that point. I was yeah. like, this is dumb. Like, Well, it's also terrible CGI. It is terrible it was CGI. It weird. Also, it was a weird demon that was short. I'm like, listen, <laughs> I could curb stomp that fucking demon. No problem. Like, as soon as I saw that she thing. It was like scrawny. I would be like, that's the thing? Dude, get yeah. over here because I'm going to I am gonna stomp you. Know what's you. crazy? I looked it up. It's a real demon, like Andres, and 
he's supposed to have the body of an angel and the face is supposed to be like an amalgamation of like a cat, an owl, and uh, like a raven or something. Well, they reference the owls all through the entire movie. Yes. And I was like, so I wanted to see that. Like, I want to see no, some disturbing that, animal mm-hmm. fucking head thing. And you're supposed to be riding some sort of like black, I think, what was it? Like horse or tiger or something. Mm, that was like wasn't, a, yeah. no, that's not and what that's we saw. I, it was like this weird scrawny blobby creature thing and it really I was like, he's made out of clay like you yes. could literally step on him and just he'd and be I was dead like, oh if, uh, yeah. it was like either if he we're gonna make him a big scary demon don't show and him at all even his defeat is kind of anticlimactic it is, like it's it just kind of like eh, it's okay and he, you know and, and, and to your other point where they didn't go far enough they almost spell it out for us like literally yeah. the demon possession felt like it was a commentary on sexual assault or rape culture or something yes, like that yeah and i was like oh they're really gonna take this somewhere and it's gonna end but they they pick it up, they bring it to a point, and then they just kind of go, eh, we're going to forget about that. Yeah, and you're and like, they drop it and move on to like There's the no next... resolution here. Like, yeah. are we talking about this? Is this an allegory or is this just lazy writing? You know? And yeah. I think it's a little bit of both, both. to be honest. Like, because literally, the quote she quotes when she basically, Gretchen breaks down and tells her friend, like, she's like, he watches me and he hurts me and yeah. I can't change my clothes. I can't let him see my skin, but I can feel him watching me all uh, the time. And it feels like almost like abuse, like yes. parental abuse, too. And I'm just like, oh, my God. Like, OK. It's like, Trauma. Yeah. Yes. Traumatizing. So when she says this, I'm like, that was my first thought was like, oh, my God, is this basically like an allegory? And then even her friend immediately goes to like, oh, my God, I think she's been raped. And she yeah. tries to tell all the adults. And, of course, no one believes her. Oh, God. How- Going to the best, I think some of the moments that were the best Mm -hmm. in this were capturing especially conservative parent ideology at the time. Oh, my God. Yeah. It's like a couple of things that grabbed my attention immediately was that conversation where the friend comes to her parents' friends and goes, hey, I think, like you said, they've been raped. And... You know, we were doing drugs and all this. And like the only thing the parents can think about is that their kid did drugs. Yeah. Not that they may have been assaulted. Nope. Not that they may have been sexually assaulted or well, hurt. And then they respond to that by like, you're trying to ruin my daughter's yeah. reputation. Oh, that that was, was one of like, the parts that made me what? so angry. So angry. Oh, yeah. This, this child is just trying to help her friend. And adults are literally telling her, you're lying. Yeah. You're lying and you're going to ruin her reputation because it's more important that she be a virgin than the fact that like she was actually she could have been assaulted and, and hurt and injured that and the only other thing to the other 80s thing that got me was this whole again this was kind of the rise of purity culture like that bled over into the mm-hmm. 90s and early 2000s why was literally jesus in, injected into everything like the workout jesus brothers <laughs> i was like that's so fucking 80s and 90s i feel like that's, you recognize that more than i do. i absolutely do because it's yeah. a thing it's a it's a whole subset culture yeah. in america where like you insert Christian Christian into rock music. Now it's Christian rock music. Now it's okay. Yeah. It's Christian workout. Now it's even better. It's, uh, you know. Yeah, so you can do this all now. These, yeah. yeah, and all these things. And it's just, it's gross. Because yeah. it's just exploiting people. And all I could think about was like, oh, these are, rec- all of them, I guarantee, have a story about being recovering coke addicts. Because that's what they did. And then yeah. now they're exploiting they religious people. And yeah. they exercise through Christ. And they have to buy a workout video. And you know what they do? They sell their act to all these religious schools, churches, yes. and everything else to make money. Yeah. And I'm like... Uh, and people eat that stuff up and give them money. Like, weird. it's disgusting. I don't get it. It still happens today, Jane. I'm glad I was raised atheist. Oh. It's, I don't know. These are the things that you see now where you're like, 
toxic. Red flag. Yeah. Red. As soon as someone says now, like, oh, I'm a business owner and I'm Christian, red flag. You're going <laughs> to rip me off immediately. No. Red fucking flag. Oh, my God. Fuck off. Like, yeah, like, there was this moment where they... I also thought maybe it was about, like, abuse, like, abusive relationships, because she even says the demon is trying to isolate her so he can take full possession. I was like, oh, that sounds like an abusive, like... Yeah you know, spouse or someone like who that's what exactly what they do. They isolate you so they can take control over you. But again, they just never took it there. I think too, another thing that bled over into the nineties from the eighties that I really loved about this. Do you ever do Ouija boards, Jane? Fuck no. What? Listen, do you Josh. ever did one? Oh come on. No. Oh. That's but they were my, super. Everyone, I thought no, everyone, everyone did them. No, yeah. Okay, Josh. Oh, you set off to the so side then. while everyone I else did. I watched it. The Exorcism as a very young <laughs> oh child, and the whole thing is that she does the Ouija board, and that's how she meets Captain Howdy. And yeah. Captain Howdy is the demon that possesses her. And you're let me like tell hell you, no, hell to no. I was like, I will never fucking touch a Ouija board. <laughs> I was like, I'm not being possessed by Captain fucking Howdy. Absolutely not. And I, did, I had friends who were like doing it, and I over in the corner like. Listen, any demons that are here, just remember, I had nothing to do with this. Like, See, I both participated in one as a small kid. I think one of my friends or cousins had one and also had to sit through the, you know, satanic panic of hearing people say that Mm -hmm. they were of the devil. Like, and it it was madness to me. Like, it's, again, all that nostalgia to me, like that, they hit this on the head. And two, like, what was the one song that, like, I can never get enough of from the 80s? The freaking, um... Oh, I think we're alone now. It was like right I in the think beginning. We're alone Amazing. Now. So good. Yeah. So good. So good. Anything else that was treasure for you? Oh, I I mean, highly quotable. The oh. just, the mean fucked up shit they said to each other. I was like, again, because this is 1988, so I feel like it kind of lends it's like it bleeds into like you said, like what, spaz. Yeah. Oh my oh, god. Right. Oh, by the way, never knew spaz was a bad word. I don't it was a bad word? Yes. No. So, like, that's why he calls them a spaz. Like, it's almost supposed to be, like, really negative. But it is I, negative. Like, we, we would call people a spaz all the time. But I don't get it because when I grew up, a spaz to me was just, like, someone who was, like, a little clumsy, like, yeah. spastic. Like, that's, that's, that's what, what the, I thought it was. Is okay. it not it? Well, I wrote in a birthday card one time. So, basically, there's this kid in my class who, like, broke his arm. And then my teacher had given us a card to, like, you know, everyone has to write something in it, like, get well soon, yada, yada. And I had written something, like, get well soon, you spaz. Yeah. And she had to put a sticker over the word spaz because she was like, that's inappropriate to say. And I was like, spaz? I don't remember. I mean, I think that's a bad in the word. 90s, kids used to say, like, retarded. I mean, I wouldn't say that now as a adult to anyone yeah. because that's negative. But how is spaz? I don't understand. I thought spaz was like cheesy. I think it's just a you thing. Like a squ- I, I think that person was, you were a victim of conservative parenting. That's what you were. Well, that wasn't a parent. That was a teacher. That's what I mean, teacher. Yeah, my yeah. parents weren't conservative. Yeah, they were, you're, you're, you're a victim of it. That's, yeah, 100%. Wild. Yeah. That's crazy. Yeah. 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 Well, I want to get to quotes, Jade, because I have so oh, many written down. But, same. But let's talk about performances first. And so in this movie, I think the only two recognizable folks to me, you have... Elsie Fisher, mm-hmm. who, I mean, her big break was in eighth grade, which yep. is the Bo Burnham movie, which is fantastic. She's done a few other roles, like she's done uh, some voice work in Despicable Me. Mm-hmm. As Agnes, she was also in the 2022 Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Why is it that I feel like they always try to make her look as terrible as possible? She's not an unattractive <laughs> person. And like, Am I wrong? Like, I, I feel bad saying that, but I mean... I think it's because she has a unique face, and so I feel like 
they specifically cast her to play that type of character because I think it's easier to I would say I, I might sound wrong like, <laughs> but like easier to like uglify her because her facial features are more unique versus Maybe. like if you have a very typical like what Hollywood face yeah like pretty face it's a lot harder to like kind of add the makeup and the things because her character in this is supposed to have this like really short like kind of chopped cut and then she's supposed to have like a lot of zits and stuff like that and I think had you done it on someone like the actress that plays Gretchen Amaya Miller it wouldn't have come across as like her being so insecure and her having all these issues because she still has a classically I would say classically beautiful face you yeah know what I, mean? I, I can see that yeah. you know the only other person that I really recognize as far as name and things that they've been in is Christopher Lowell uh mm-hmm. in the i mean you get all sorts of things he was in the help most recently well i guess not most recently but he was in a he's, promising young woman a couple years yeah, ago promising woman glove uh, veronica mars up in the air yep um, um roar ooh. on apple tv plus right, he played a small role in inventing anna yes yep. yeah that's right so i mean he's been in really a lot of stuff and really plays a funny role here as one of the jesus workout were they the lemon brothers or the something lemon brothers yeah freaking hilarious <laughs> in this but who, who do you really feel like had the best performance in this Ooh, I mean, yeah, I'd probably say either Elsie Fisher or Christopher Lowell for me. Mm. I think Elsie Fisher did a really good job of being that kind of like really like insecure teen, but who is also very earnest and like honest. Um, And I think Christopher Lowell just does what he does best, which is just like kind of hapless, (laughs) like goofy, like over the top idiot guy. I really like the way that Elsie Fisher and Amia Miller work together. Like, I had never yeah. really seen Amia Miller in anything else. I mean, she has some credits of War for the Planet of the Apes and in a movie called The Waterman, which I really am not familiar with. So not a ton of credits that I really recognize to her, but mm-hmm. I thought she did a pretty fantastic job playing. In fact, to the point where I was like, I think I've seen her in something, but... I don't think that I really have, you know? Yeah, she did a good job with the possession aspect. Yeah, because there were yeah. some really intense scenes where I was like, oh, like that, I I believe it. Like, I'm I'm kind of into that, you know? Because yeah. she did some, like, really fucked up possession parts and then yeah. some really, like, had to turn into happy-go-lucky teen. It was yeah. a little bit like Jennifer's body in a way, some of her performance a little bit. Yeah. Not, not as good, but still, but still. Like, yeah. yeah. I think she did pretty good, but let's dive into some of these quotes, Jade, because there were some... <laughs> I don't know if I can pick more than one. I might have to pick more no, than one. No, I, yeah. I was going to so, say. So uh, give me one or two of your favorites. Oh, my God. Um, <laughs> I do love, I mean, this one's just like me being a feminist, but I love when like they talk about like the one boyfriend, Wallace, he's always all over their um, one friend, Margaret. And um, I, I know what's going. Yeah, I think I have this Glee written down, too. was basically like, as women, we only exist in relation to men. <laughs> <laughs> So I think this is around the same part. This is also yes. directed at Wallace, but it's when uh, it it's Gretchen, right? That gets possessed. Yes. Okay. So yeah. Gretchen Gretchen is talking to Wallace, and she goes, "You're not fooling anyone with your PDA. Everyone knows you're packing a micro yeah. peanut." And I was like, "Oh my god!" <laughs> like, yeah. <laughs> oh uh, my god. Yeah, that was a good one. Um, and then what? Yeah, let me go through. I have like a lot on here. Oh. Can, can I do another oh, one right yeah, before? Yeah. So there's a Tampa reference in this, Jade. Yes. So yes. At the end of the movie, when you know Gretchen is, they're kind of at the end of the possession, and Elsie Fisher's character Abby is trying to get the demon out. She starts yeah. compelling her in the name yes. of like 
things oh, that have happened in their relationship. And one of them was, I compel you uh, by the power of Tampa, summer of 82, when you got sunburn and we had virgin pina, colada, pina coladas. Yes. That we, I compel you. And I was like, this is fucking hilarious like she's literally using things that have happened to them and like to me like power spring break 82 in tampa 82 in tampa (laughs) i can tell you by the summer of tampa it's summer 82 like it fucking killed me i literally as soon as i heard that i was just like well of course it's tampa of course it is of course like why would it be anything else um i do love when like what's his face um the Lemon brother, like he's he's there for the exorcism, and then he's like, "Hot damn, we got ourselves a demon!" I gotta go protein load. <laughs> well, there's another Lemon brother saying it's like one of those things like you you would appreciate like growing up you would laugh in church and when you were not supposed to, and like when they're like, "Oh yeah," he's doing the performance and he's like, "Thank you God, thank you for taking my load." And I was yes. like, "I was trying not to like laugh." <laughs> Oh my god. Uh, and then um there's the what was that moment? Um so they're doing oh fuck. There's also the one where the one friend, I forget what her name is, uh Margaret. Yes. Where they're all scared doing the Ouija board and she goes she goes, Why should I go look? I I have a boyfriend. You should go. Like, like yes. that's the reason she shouldn't be going. Yeah, because she's more important. Exactly. Oh, this one just cracks me up because it's like this is like this is just the Jesus loving thing. It's like with the power of the cross, anything is possible. <laughs> and I was just like, oh, like yeah. it just reminds Cringe. me of those like cringy yeah. like eighties. Yeah, hundred yeah. percent. Yeah. Uh, but well, Jade, I think we've come to the point where we have to decide on where we rate this movie. Though, anything else before we go to our rating? No. Yeah. yeah. I don't really have any trivia, any fun facts about this. I mean, it's just kind of new, but where do you rate this? Mm. Uh, oh, like, no. Yeah. You know what? No, it's trash. Yeah. I, okay. I, they, so. <laughs> I, I was concerned because I, I was waffling in my brain. It's trash. <laughs> I was waffling too. I was going to say shelf, but then I was like, yeah, I, I'm never gonna I watch really this don't again. think I'm ever yeah. going to watch this again. And as funny as like some of the quotes were, some of the moments were, I just think it was missing some elements that would have pushed it a yeah. little bit further to where it would have been more memorable for me. But like I said, yeah. I think I think someone really got excited watching Stranger Things. They really hit this '80s thing on the head. Yep. And at some point, the story falls apart because it it like starts out. I felt like relatively strong, but again, mm-hmm. to me, it there's enough funny horror movies out there that are yeah. better that this doesn't measure up to. Well, and there's enough scary horror movies that this doesn't measure up to. What I find interesting is this is based on a book by an author oh, that's who even has weirder. more, like, who has more books that are better and newer than yep. this. Like, I... They I, have no excuse then because this this should have gone... It, it, it really yeah. fell apart in the middle and the end. Like, yes. it just... It didn't go where I thought well, it was going to. Well, and the thing to. is, I was like, if you're going to do a Grady Hendrix book, like, I would have done... Again, like the Southerners Guide to Vampire Slaying or Southerners Southerners Book Club Guide to Vampire Slaying or Final Girl Support Group, which are far better. Yeah. It just yeah. Yeah. I'm gonna agree. Trash. Trash. I listen. Not terrible you, trash. Like if you yeah, want to watch something, I was it's say, okay. You can throw it on ninety minutes. It's enjoyable, but don't be expecting Parasite or Jennifer's any one Body of the or anything. Yeah. Any yeah. any of the movies we discussed earlier in the show, don't expect any of that. Yeah. So we just watched my best friend's exorcism. It's trash, but maybe go watch it. It's streaming on <laughs> Amazon Prime. Your friend, if you get sick physically, she's got a little grotesque and gnarly. 
Well, then she got better, right? She looks copacetic, but up here, you can cuckoo for Cocoa Puffs. I guess that's one way to put it. Dollars of donuts, it's demonic possession. She needs an exorcism. What was that? Hot damn, we got ourselves a demon! And once again, our movie was My Best Friend's Exorcism. You can watch it on Amazon Prime if you're like most of us that all have Amazon Prime accounts because we just do and because our lives are there. Who yeah. doesn't? Who do- you have to. Yeah. Like, I mean, we all hate it, but... But you have to have it. Yeah, it's there's no ethical consumption under capitalism. No, how do you how do you how do you function in this day and age without an Amazon Prime account? Like, do you just go to the store and That's hope insane. they have it? Like how, your options are so limited. Yeah, like yeah, you know you know how crazy it is to me now to think about like people just go into stores hoping they have an item that they want, and if they don't, you have to drive to another store. I've literally bought the most bizarre things on Amazon because I've just been like. I know there has to be something out there that yes. can solve this problem that I'm having, yeah. and I just look it up on Amazon, and there it is. And the searches are insane. Like, in, in Amazon, you can literally just put the most bizarre search in, and they're like, yeah, we absolutely- They have something for that. Ha- for sure. And it's better than what you thought. Yes. You're like- I was like looking, and I was like, because I have hard water, and I live in an apartment, so it's like I can swap that out. Yeah. So I was like, oh, is there like a water filter for your shower head? Absolutely. And then I looked it on Amazon, it was like 30 bucks, and included a brand new shower head, including the, the little arm that thing one that comes the- off. Yeah, I was like for 30 bucks, sold. I bought just stuff I could easily buy anywhere else, but it's just like I don't want to have to go into it, inconvenience myself by going into a store, waiting in line, buying it. Sometimes I bought tape. it's better deals or cheaper. Oh, 100%. Like so, they, like they sell simple modern tumblers at Target, but it's twenty five dollars, and it's just the tumbler, the lid, and the straw. But if you buy it on Amazon, it's like twenty one dollars, and it comes with spare straws and a second lid. <laughs> Why would I buy it we, at Target? Where, where's this? Is not an ad for Amazon. We wish it was uh, Amazon. Uh, yeah, Jeff please Bezos, us. please pay please me. sponsor us. Please, I just, you have the money. We're very cheap. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Me well, you know, Jade, I want to follow up on a, a movie. We didn't talk a lot about our watches. We'll get back into those, I think, next week. But yeah. I do want to talk about one real quick because I finished yeah. it finally. I, I got into it. Dove dove right through it. Mm-hmm. Easy weekend watch. I think you said you did the same. Yeah. Midnight Club. Oh, uh, okay. Yep. It's great. Like, yes. if you love campy little, like, teenage horror kind of out there stuff, great. Like, this is really good. Jade, without giving too much away, what the fuck happened in the end? <laughs> Why did they not tie up the end? Why? Why did so to preface this? This is not giving too much away. This whole show is based on kids who are terminal. They're dying. Yeah, that's what this whole movie is about. Yeah, and so you would think that this would be like a mini series because how can you go on too many seasons? These kids are literally dying. dying. Yeah, and it's not an anthology. Like this is this is about these characters. Yes. And they leave this open-ended, like, you have to have a season two. Like, there's no, like, oh, we resolved all the storylines, right. and there could be. That was the thing that, like, left me confused. Because, same, I would thought this was just a miniseries. I was like, oh, yeah, they're just doing these little stories, and then it's going to wrap up, and, you know, it is what it is. If they don't shoot a season two in the next, like, six months, all these kids are going to be too old. Like, I'm going to look at these kids and go, uh, you're two years older, you should have been dead. But also, yeah. it's like, yeah, you're going to forget about Everything oh, that happened. Everything. And especially because the episodes are anthological, right? Like, because every episode, it's basically kind of like 
Are You Afraid of the Dark? So the kids are telling scary stories. So every episode's a new story by a new kid. But the stories are all like metaphors for what's happening in their life. 100%. So it does follow somewhat of like a, you know, a, a through line. But then if <laughs> this happens a year from now... And you're gonna try to get me to watch season two, but I don't. I don't remember anything. Happened. I don't know anything happened. Uh, Jade, I, to, to that point, I would watch seventy five percent of those stories as standalone series, mini series. Oh, they were fun. They were good. There like was a, I think it's what made this such an easy yeah. watch because there was that was I think a good chunk of each episode. The stories was were the story. interesting, and they were like there's a lot of jump scares yeah. in this, and it's mm, perfect. Just, like, unexpected twists and just like really interesting things that they were exploring, and I was like, I just really love this, like. I don't know. I, I think they did a really good job. Yeah. I wasn't expecting much from it because no. it's a bunch of pretty much unknown actors. And, you know, it's the premise. It seems a little hokey. Yeah. But I think it's a good watch. But was, yeah, the, the ending was... Yeah, it, was, it was okay. It was, it, was, it was a little disappointing. And besides that, still recommend to go watch it. But, yeah. you know, Jade, we were debating on our next film, next movie we were going to watch. Yes. And we, uh, we were debating on, do we continue on in horror, find something new, or go <laughs> straight to Christmas? I There's so many good horror movies out there that have just dropped, yes. been released on pretty much every streaming platform right now. Yeah. I, I mean, I'm probably going to watch some of these, some that are out that we may not even review that are look great. Oh, absolutely. This new movie intrigued me. We were going back and forth on a couple Mm-hmm. It's called. Tell us again. It's, it's Barbarian. <laughs> so this stars Bill Skarsgård, Justin Long, and Georgina Campbell, and it's about a young woman who books an Airbnb only to discover that there's already someone who has booked it, and so she red decide, flag. Yeah, already starts off, and so she they they decide basically to share the Airbnb until they can figure out like the situation. Only it turns out there's something sinister at this house, and we don't really know much past that. There's just some sort of like presence. So two things I want to share from the trailer. One, the already shared, uh, showing up even as a man. If there was someone in my Airbnb, nope, done. I'll sleep in my car. Nope, no, absolutely not going I in that would place. Literally, Red never. Flag number one. No. Number two, there is this scene where the what is the actress's name again? Uh, uh, I forget what her Georgina Campbell. Georgina Campbell is going down into the basement after she hears screaming and continues descending into the basement. She hears Absolutely help? not. Absolutely no. not. Done. No. I'd be out of that place I, so fast. I'd be like, you're on your own. And, and on, I would uh, run I'll, out the door. You know, I'd do the courtesy of calling 911 as I was driving away. Uh, for sure. As I was driving away. Josh. No fucking way. Absolutely. That... There's no way. I'm like, what am I gonna do? No. What am I, how am I gonna help Nothing. this person? You're gonna you're gonna be killed first. That's exactly. What's happen. Yeah. I'm like, now we're both dead. Yeah. No. So mm. instead, I'm gonna leave. I'll call nine one one and be like, I think something's happening in this house. Like, I heard someone yell help from the basement, but yeah. like, I'm not there. I'm not. No. And yeah. I won't be there. And I won't. I won't I'm not going I back. I am not going back so, there. So goodbye. Please send people. Get to that. Give me updates. Yes. Like, yeah. <laughs> you need me. I will be somewhere else. I'll be at a hotel. <laughs> yeah. Nope. Not at all. But yeah. So this looks kind of creepy. I, it's had really good reviews. So I mean. I'm hopeful. Hopeful. Yeah. 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 I might watch this and I might even watch Nope this week. Because it's the other movie we're thinking. Nope. Yeah. And The Good Nurse. Oh, The Good Nurse and too. And. 15 other things that I have on my list. Oh, what's, what's that new animation from... Wendelin uh, Wild. Wendelin Wild. From Jordan gr- Peele. It's coming out on... He's, he has so much coming out now. They just let him do everything. So right? it'll be out once this 
episode drop. Yeah, yeah, it's coming yeah. on Netflix, so it's free there. And if you want to watch Barbarian, it's currently streaming on HBO Max, yes. so you can watch it there for free if you have HBO Max. But uh, we have I've done a terrible job recently, Jade, of updating our social medias. Uh, mm, I'm going to try to get on that this week for Halloween. Yeah, yeah, it's it's you know it's so hard. We're not getting really we're getting paid a few dollars here and there for this, but that's about <laughs> it. Uh, where can folks find us, though? Uh, some of our content between now and then. Yeah, so if you want to follow us, we are on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, and TikTok as Our Taste is Trash. And you can also find us on our website, OurTasteIsTrash.com. Well, come back next week for an extended spooky horror season right here on the show where Our Taste is Trash. We'll see you next week. To get ourselves a treat.